Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. We are trying to keep the guest count down and we're wondering if we could just send out an invite for people to watch our live stream. What do you think is the best way we can keep track of which guests get which type of invite? Do you think people will still show up to the actual wedding if they get this? If you make it clear that it's a virtual invitation to live stream, people are not just going to show up. Maybe they don't have the address. Like you haven't told them where it's going to be. Your invitation to them is going to be completely look, looking different than your in-person invitation. This is also a great opportunity to totally blame the Rona. All right. We're 100% due to the world being on fire. We can only have a certain amount of guests, but couldn't imagine having our wedding day without you present in some form. Here's the link. Um, so a way of being like, Hey, we're limited. We got to keep the guest count low, but also letting them know that they are special and you want them to participate in the live stream. So no, they're not just going to show up. I highly doubt they would can't imagine that they would. Uh, and the best way to keep track of it, if you're in the master plan on the guest list spreadsheet, there's a section for notes. So during in those notes, you can put like in person or live stream. If you thought for one second that I was going to start a brand new podcast and not bring over Generation Tux to join me, you are sorely mistaken. But you guys, there's a reason that I keep talking about them. There's a reason that I'm so obsessed with them. And one of them is all of the free offerings to you as the wedding couple. Number one, free swatches. If you want to do color comparison or compare it to any dresses or linens or florals, they will send you free swatches. Number two, a free home try-on for the wedding couple with free round-trip shipping. All of that's free. (laughs) Uh, Number three, With five paid rentals, the groom gets his suit rental for free. Number four, with seven paid rentals, the groom gets his rental for free and then gets to keep the suit. You guys, if I have not convinced you to check out Generation Tux at this point, I don't don't know who will. Head on over to wolferandco.com forward slash suits to claim your free prize today. (laughs) Also, you guys, Generation Tux is having a promo right now for our community only. Get $20 off any suit for you or your sweetie for a limited time only. Use code WOLFER20 at checkout when you go to www.wolferandco.com forward slash suits. Emily asked, my fiance and I just got our engagement photos back and we were discussing save the dates. We know that people in our family expect us to send them, but we weren't planning on sending them to everyone. Is it rude to send? paper save the dates to just our family and none to anyone else. We could maybe send non-family a digital version. I like that second option. I love the option of sending out a digital version and just real ones, like actual physical ones to your family, because all I see, and I'm sure Carrie, you might have a little bit on this as well, is if someone was to go into your mom's house and see a save the date and then be like, oh, we didn't get one. I don't understand saving yourself from those conversations, from those situations, setting out a digital version, I think is great. Uh, <laughs> lady asked, would creating a Facebook event be a good alternative to sending save the dates? Yes and no. Um, it depends on if people are active on Facebook. That's one assumption that we're making is that the, they will be active on Facebook. Um, a lot of people are not. Uh, two, it kind of doesn't, it could work, um, but I, Most of the time, save the dates are just like a soft hold on someone's social calendar. So sending out a Facebook event feels more like a formal invitation, in my opinion, instead of like a 
save the date event. That makes sense. So I think etiquette wise, I would probably say that would not stand in the place of sending a save the date. However, you don't need to send save the dates. They're not necessary. Um, they are an additional resource that are great, especially if you have people traveling in from out of state or out of the country, but they are not necessary. So I would personally skip, if it were me, I would skip the Facebook event. That's just going to confuse people. You'd have to really communicate what you're doing and why you're doing it this way. Like, no, this is not the formal invitation. No, this is just like save the day kind of thing. So personally, I would skip that. I'm planning to have my ceremony in historic square in downtown Savannah. So you stop it right now. The square I have in mind has big oaks with a fountain in the center surrounded by grass and brick paths. If you do not submit your photos after your wedding, I'm going to be Please submit your photos. <laughs> Any ideas for how to spruce up the space or possibly alternate orientations that wouldn't be weird with a fountain in the center. I'm also a little worried about the noise from the water, making it difficult to hear. Any ideas for mitigating this? So noise, ask them to turn it off. They've had weddings there before. They're aware that the water fountain is a noise issue. Ask them to turn it off. Um, uh, possible orientations to change things around. No clue. I'd kind of have to take a look at this space. Is there any backdrop in any look, like any direction? other than the fountain. And then lastly, I don't mind the fountain as a backdrop. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think you need to pretty it up. I think you can get away without doing that. Maybe have a couple floral displays around it to kind of soften it up. Cause right now we have that one singular, very hard visual image right there. And then what you could do to soften it up is add florals on either side, if that makes sense, uh, to kind of break up the visual and draw the eye out instead of hyper-focusing on smack dab in the center is the fountain. So that would be my suggestion there. Um, but yeah, they should be able to turn the fountain off. Uh, this is not the first time that they've been asked to do that. That's, that's pretty normal. <laughs> How would you do a cocktail hour for a brunch reception? The ceremony and reception venue are less than half a mile from each other. So it will not take people long to get from one to the other. We're doing a first look to cut down on time needed for photos, but I'm not sure what to have guests do during the in-between time. There's a coffee shop next to the reception venue. Would it be weird slash tacky to see if we could have them run a tab for us and then let the guests know they can grab a coffee on us in between the ceremony and reception? I don't want to shorten the photo time, but I also don't want people to be waiting around for us with nothing to do. It's a small reception of about 40 guests. Abby, I think that's an adorable idea. I think as long as you're overly communicating and saying like, in lieu of a cocktail hour, we invite you to get a coffee on us at the coffee shop next door. And obviously you'll let the coffee shop know ahead of time. Hey, does this work for you guys? Here's our card. They're going to hang out for about 30 minutes. How do you feel? Um, but no, I think it's absolutely adorable. <laughs> people, see, people in the chat are also agreeing. That's adorable. I love that. Especially with only 40. What a, what a memorable way of celebrating that time. Um, yes, I agree. Especially since it's an early setting. News break. <laughs> Weddings cost money. Sometimes like a lot of money. And I want you to spend your money wisely and invest it into what truly matters to you. So let's make your budget together. Visit weddingbudgetquiz.com now and I will help you craft the perfect budget for free. Free, not free. Anne said, what is the best time to set up a dessert table? It depends on what you're serving and it depends on the location of the dessert table. Is it outside? Is it super hot that day? Are you serving anything with buttercream in it? Because buttercream melts. Typically we see the baker there about an hour before the ceremony starts, but it all depends on what they're serving. So if you're serving chocolate chip cookies and it's out in the baking sun, you don't want them to be set up that early. So probably too many factors for me to just automatically give you a number, but you could also, if it is obscenely hot or there's a lot of bugs, you can have someone set it up right before your reception begins. 
Carly, we are having a cocktail-ish style reception with food stations. There will be enough seats for about 80 of the guests and high top tables for the others. The menu coordinator has assured me that this is a great idea and flows great, but I'm having doubts. Express my concerns and have reserved tables for older family members. Is there something I can do to help it run smoothly? Extra signage, maybe? Hoping we didn't make a big mistake going with the style. You did not make a mistake going with, with this style. The fact that you have 80, like seating for 80%, that's awesome. That's incredible. Parts that are concerning to you is not having seating for everyone. Um, in fact, I would say having it for 80% is too much personally, because then that's like almost everybody gets to sit down, but not the last 20%. So in fact, I would shift those numbers and make it feel really, really, really like a cocktail style reception where everyone's standing, everyone's moseying around and there's a handful of tables to sit at, of course, reserving some for some of the older family members. Um, you did not make a mistake going with this style at all. As long as you clarify ahead of time, ideally on the invitation and on the website that this is an hors d'oeuvres or appetizer only reception. You got to let people know that there will not be a full meal. Um, but no, these are very fun. They're, they're quite common. And this is actually like, I, my mom was just telling me this recently. She's like, it wasn't until the late eighties that weddings started to get crazy. She said before it was just literally coffee and cake or yeah. like, and if you splurged, you had mints. So this has been a very common style of reception for a very, very, very long time. People haven't seen it probably quite often, or they haven't seen it in a while. So just clearly communicate. Do you have any advice on shopping for bridesmaid dresses while one of them is actively trying to get pregnant? Allowing them to choose their own styles would be great um, because that is a great way of just like, then you don't have to own it. Pick a color, pick a theme, pick a vibe, give that to them and let them go, let them go mismatched or let them pick their own dress from one store if you want to make sure all of the fabric is cohesive. Um, and I'll also, I want to say this is very sweet of you to even be intentional about like making space for this because I have been, I was a pregnant bridesmaid before and <laughs> yeah. also feed them. Cause I, I literally had to, I've never, I don't know if I've ever told you guys a story. I was standing at the altar and I had to walk away during the ceremony because I was about to pass out and I laid on a bench on the side of the ceremony, but I had motioned to the photographer, like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta go. Like she saw me moving and she zoomed in and took close photos during that time. And then was able to get some ice water and get back up there. So <laughs> total, like random side story, but just like, please feed your pregnant bridesmaid, feed all of them, but definitely feed the pregnant one. Um, let her choose a style. Uh, pregnancy is, uh, rough emotionally and it's rough on your body sometimes. So, um, letting her choose a style would be super sweet. Um, or go for an empire waste for everybody. And that way it's a uh, no question. Hopefully that one helps. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the master plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. <laughs> and until next time, bye guys.